You played your first game of Mario Party. Oh my god, I want to cry. You already experienced the Mario Party screw job. Yeah, except actually, uh, you ended up winning, and I think you had like the most points and the most stars. Well, so. well it, it, it was like it was almost like you know, like beginner's luck, where you uh-huh. pick up something that you've never done before. Yeah, you go to the axe bar, or whatever. You get a bullseye. Sure. You think. This is what I do now. Yeah, I have, look yeah. out, Jason Momoa. Right. And then the next night you go, uh, you get one in the eye and you have to find, now you're shopping for stylish eye patches. Oh my gosh. Like for me, it was, I've never won a Mario party. And then what would be the perfect thing that would discourage you from ever wanting to do it again? If you got housed okay. yeah. by the computer in Mario Party, yeah, and you did, and then I was just I was playing smart, and I had you know I was tied with, um, or I might have been up one star from Waluigi as we were pulling into the thing, thinking, okay, let's hand out the prizes now. Though here were the prizes, mm-hmm. and the prizes were like, who's got the most money? I'm like, I have the most money. Yep. <laughs> Who traveled the farthest? I, oh, I went pretty far. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, I just won. But yes. like, you just got every turn nothing. No, I, I didn't get, here? I didn't get any items. Nothing over there. Uh, although I didn't you get a single star. Although you helped me at the end, I, it's like our victory, really, it's, as princesses. You, so. uh, you helped me at the end because you got the one star lit on the uh, on Pineapple oh, Island. Yeah, I know. Right? And I just came up, oh. and that was my last star that I got that put me uh, over the top. That was that was cheap. <laughs> if you ask me, you have Mario to get Party, two, hey, two stars. Peach screwed Peach. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't your name. What was your name? It was like I was something uh, frou frou. R- Rosalinda or whatever yeah, the, the blue yeah, princess is. Yeah. Who I don't. I gotta tell you, I don't. I don't know any. I, I don't can't know who that is. Her. I don't know anything. No. Um, Mario games, or excuse me, uh, Nintendo games, are a lot like MCU movies in that you there there was a long history to these things. There's yeah, a yeah. reason that people want to mod their Switch controllers into GameCube controllers because they've been playing Smash Brothers that long. Yeah. Like they are just old school smashers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I took a almost 20 year break from Nintendo. I don't know any of this stuff. Right. And it's the same thing with Mario Party, which I don't think there's a number on this one. It's just like reset as like the Switch Mario Party. But right. this would be like 10, like 9 or 10, I think. Okay. So at this point, there's a pretty good tutorial, but they throw you right in the deep end. Like, you're expected oh, to yeah. know everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was kind of a learning curve uh, for the both of us. Uh, some of us uh, didn't flew off the curve, though, yeah, <laughs> and plummeted well. into the ravine below. Um, And then, like, like they, uh, <laughs> they they made us play with, like, the little baby controllers. Yeah, that they, they do Switch that for everybody, though, yeah. And it was like, oh, come on. Well, yeah, you know? come on, because I, I spent 70 bucks on a controller. Right. And... I only have the um, paddles on the Switch. So I've got the paddles on the Switch, mm-hmm. and I've got two full-size controllers. Yes. So if I have a Mario Party, only two people can play in this Mario Party. No, you're unless right. Unless I go out and drop another 60 bucks on, on two uh, yes. flippers or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's how they get you. That's... If you want to have a real Mario Party, you need yeah. to cough up more money. This. <laughs> hey, you want a party? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, how many coins you got? <laughs> Got any stars? What if um, we uh, what if we uh, cut this uh, this poison mushroom up? You know, just take a little bit of it and then whoa, no. it'd be flying. Wow, I think it's kind of 
kind of a dick move to have poisonous mushrooms in the game anyways. And then, of course, Mario gets one and, like, feeds it to you. I used the uh, cyclone or whatever. I know you did. I did nothing. We all had, like, there was only, like, one. Well, no, no, there's, like, a couple stores, but nobody ever got a chance to spend any money at all. So everybody's just fat, and we're all taking, like, coins from each other at, like, a five- coins a time I, I landed on the, the the bad luck square and i got five coins taken away from me hey it could have been way worse i know so yeah that was not fun so anyway mario party <laughs> yeah mario party <laughs> that's our ad for it um i guess if you played it before mario partiers out there yeah you might enjoy it uh if you haven't played it before well, no, we're not doing an ad for oh, okay. your party on the switch <laughs> all right <laughs> but, but anyway it, we yeah i did. kicked my butt yeah so. but see now you got that past you you also went down uh, like 27 runs to six in the baseball game. Oh, I know. But that was I just, know. it's all a learning curve. Yeah, well. I mean, two grand slams in a game. That's that's excessive. <laughs> I have no words. Wow, why don't you like video games? Yeah, gee, I wonder why. Uh, I'm welcome not good at to them. the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined by my non-video game playing co-host, Hi, I'm Mikanana. This is a great <laughs> intro. Nobody's good at anything when they start off. I, I guess, but I just like the controls to me are not intuitive. And that's honestly, I think, what holds me back the most, you know, is I just like, I don't know how to, like, this goes there and then I do this and then I just don't, it, there's a disconnect for me. It's a different kind of thing. If you raised a, a, a child... I'm trying to see where this is going to go before I get there. Okay. If you raised a t- No, you know what it's like? And I can tell you specifically about this. It is a um, specific thing that the brain does. Understands. I don't know where I was going before. I was going to say if you, um, I don't know, if you um, hit, if you put um, blinders that were horizontal on somebody yeah. and they never saw their hands but sure. they intuitively sort of understood how to use their hands. And then you took those blinders off when they were age four or something like that. It would take somebody, I think, a while to understand that these are your hands. Yeah. I, Do you I know what I mean? Saying, and so yeah. if you're going to grab this cup, you're not going to slide your hand along the table, feel around gently for it. You know, you can just grab that cup. We're going to have some broken cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason that I thought of that is specifically because, and this is... Um, this is some, some some deep diving here. Oh boy! Okay. I was thinking about this this weekend. There's this uh, this movie that I saw a long time ago called Firebirds, okay. and it was uh, starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. And Sean Young, and Tommy Lee Jones, because oh it was gosh. 1990. Wow. And in it, he is a helicopter pilot. Nick it's, Cage. Yeah, it's Top Gun for helicopters, basically. Okay. He's cocky. He's the greatest. There's this awesome scene where they put him in. Uh, simulator and they're like throw the toughest stuff at him because Tommy Allen Jones doesn't like him you know because he's oh, cocky sure. so he's putting like it on like super hard level 50 or whatever and Nicolas Cage is just destroying everything and he's, he's just like I'm the greatest you know, a badly rendered uh, helicopter blows up you yeah. know I'm the greatest a tank blows up I am the greatest <laughs> I am the greatest I am the greatest this whole oh, scene it's a great scene my goodness. and Tommy Jones is like throws his hat on the ground right so it, then right after that, they get him, though, because they have to learn to uh, pilot in a lot of different conditions and a lot of mm. different ways. Yeah. And so they give him this thing where they, like, reverse the controls. Oh. Or they, like, well, I can't remember exactly what it is because I know they kind of, they cure it because they take him out in a Jeep and they put a th- prism on his, uh, like, goggles with a prism attached so he sees the world upside down. 
that would mess you and up. And it's until you f- figure out how to be able to work both in both ways, like you won't pass this test or whatever. You won't be ready to go. Okay, sure. It'd be like me. When I play video games, I started <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, yeah. When my, get your, pull your dinosaur up to the desk. Mm-hmm. And flight simulators back then were a yoke. You pull down, yeah. it goes up. You push forward, it goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody controls that way now. Right, right, they right. Still, when people my age all die, that won't be an option in the controls anymore. Right. But I always have to turn invert Y on because that's how I learned. If you switch me back to regular, no invert Y, I am a babe in the woods. I cannot do anything. Okay. So that's how it just intuitively works for you. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe like I could do that if we're going to play a first-person shooter. I can handicap myself or something like that. But well, the point is, is that well, it's just something that you have to develop. You know, It just gets I have, better. I have just in general really bad hand-eye coordination. I'm not good at sports. <sighs> I'm not good at video games. I'll get a towel for that. But you just knock that over. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so. but it's not. But you say you're you're just no good. But you've never really tried to develop those skills. I guess not. Um, I I I don't know. I've just been discouraged because <laughs> I'm so bad at it. Like I just feel like, well, this is just not for me. You know. Yeah, I think the audience is all screaming. That's what starting something for the first time. Yeah, is. I guess whatever. <laughs> You know, I tried wiping my butt. It's not for me. So now I have this robot. Do it. Um, wow. So, yeah, anyway, uh, you know, you just work at it and you, you get better. And Yeah. Maybe um, it's not too late. Maybe your brain is still pliable. You're, you're not crystallized maybe. in your intelligence yet. Yeah, I don't know. There's we'll things that, like, see. I want to learn to play the piano. I mean, I can, like, at beginner's level, I can play the piano. But I want to get sure. better. But I wonder if it's too late. You know, same thing with the guitar. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm like chords and that's about it. Yeah. And I uh, have all these books and stuff. And it's like, what am I going to do this? Um, I don't know. You can find time somehow. Right. Maybe. Um, I could also be a character in a fiction who can do everything <laughs> the best. Yes. Forever. Yeah. And uh, basically is just super annoying and it ruins any sense of drama in the world. Of that fiction. Yes. Be it a TV show, an anime, whatever. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today. That is correct. We're talking about two powerful characters, mm-hmm. which we don't, we've, nobody's found a cool name for it yet, because immediately no, right. I want to say Mary Sue. Right. Because I'm also old enough to remember when that just meant, <laughs> you know, a character who's like, oh, they're so great, they can do anything. And it wasn't right. like directed specifically towards women. So that term's kind of busted now. Mary but... Sue or Gary Stew. Yeah, Gary Stew, right. right. But nobody remembers or knows about Gary Stew. Yeah, you're right. It's just we're all just talking about Ray. Yeah, I know. It's Ray Skywalker. Yes. So we're not going to use that term because it doesn't really work anymore. But yeah, we're talking about those characters in fiction. And this comes specifically from a – and those the tropes of those characters. This comes specifically from a, a conversation we were having about um, Superman mm-hmm. and how you think that Superman is the worst because he ruins the story. I don't think he's the worst. <laughs> I never said that. Just for the record, I, I think never it's on said tape. That. Listener, I encourage you to go back through our archives available at justenoughtrope.com and find the exact point – when Mika turned into Lex Luthor. No, I don't hate Superman. I don't. He just, like, we've talked about this before, how uh, in, like, the first if season, at least, if not the second as well, of uh, the animated Justice League show, um, they had to debilitate 
Superman somehow had to. Yes, because had to because otherwise he would have broken the story. Write a better story. Write a better villain. Yeah, yeah. I know. Isn't he a guy who can hear uh, volcanoes going off in Belize or whatever? Yes. So yes, if he's he is. so if we're fighting uh, Brainiac, maybe he needs to like take a powder and go stop an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like write a better story. I I know. Uh, there was a story where like Hank Hill was no, it's not. That's not right. <laughs> Wow, sorry, not great. You can't have kryptonite at the Megalomart. <laughs> uh, Hank Henshaw uh, was, he was, you know, messing around and he, he was, he t- he knew, of course he knows Superman's secret identity, but then like, I think uh, Superman had just told um, Pete, what's his name? And so he was like holding like the information hostage. He had control basically over Superman because what's Superman going to do? Right. You know? And then also he was, I don't know, it, there's just... There's things that you could do. He's been a character for 80 years. I know. Because there are stories that you can tell. And well, you have to have him laying on his ass for half the episode. Well, and then, of course, Kryptonite is his, you know, one of his main weaknesses. Do you want to learn now why why Kryptonite exists? Or should we wait for the segment? Um, Let's wait for the segment. Okay, cool. We will do that. Okay. So we will get to that uh, later in the show in our feature. Um, before then, we've got some news. And what else? Any other big video games you want to tackle coming up? Oh boy, that I want to tackle? Um, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I can barely get past like the first two um levels of Overcooked. So, <laughs> now uh, look, Overcooked is is deceptive because it's packaged and it looks like a fun party game, right? But there are some, and it's got a very uh sort of basic move set uh, yes. and mechanics. But yes. there is some deep expert level things going on in okay. a successful uh, execution of Overcooked. Okay, I, I, I'm, I feel a little better you having said that, uh, but I still I still feel like, oh man, I could have gotten more soups out than that, you know, whenever. <laughs> Soup, like, soups on, yeah, soups out. Exactly. Oh, I forgot to wash the dishes. Oh, dang it, you know. And, um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it, that's a, more intense game than one would think yeah well you know you'll get work on it you'll get better uh someday you'll reach the pinnacle of finishing two resident evil games uh in the same day and <laughs> i don't know if i'll ever be there and then go on to watch six hours of voyager yes so uh you know good day it seems like a lot of, i got a lot of time in my hands <laughs> i actually don't uh let's talk about the news just an update on the Grammys, which we were talking about last week. Yes. Uh, our famous know-nothing evaluation of the Grammys' chances. You got it. And look who got all of them right yeah. without knowing anything about anything. You did. Yay. Something I actually can do. I want you to sing or just speak, it's Billie Eilish, the chorus of her hit song that run won Record of the Year and Song of the Year. I can't do it. It's a bad guy. I, I, uh, yeah, okay, I, right. I, I don't I don't know what it sounds like. I think you've you're played a, it for you're me. You're a bad once. guy. Yeah. I I, I what, who I, are you gonna I, make sad? I have no idea. I think you're gonna make the mother sad. Okay. Seduce the dad. Okay. You're a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> Duh. I, I think I heard the song like okay, once. So you don't know so, anything about it. Okay. No. But anyway, I knew she was gonna win. Yeah, well she swept for the most part, the award she won six of the seven Grammys yeah. that she was nominated and the, for, and I think Lizzo, big four. Lizzo escaped with that uh, that seventh one. Lizzo, I think, won three, 
but yeah. Uh, huh? <laughs> well, let's move right on. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, Lizzo took the best pop solo performance, which is like, you know, when, uh, was no, it wasn't Frank Ocean. It was um, his buddy Tyler, the creator, who also had a good night, uh, is backstage and is going, why do we have black categories still? Yeah, I, I Does it know. Does make any sense? I know. Uh, I mean, I don't know why. I read an article. He, he wants to eliminate that. black categories, so now you'll just get steamrolled in 11 categories by Billie Eilish. But anyway, if Lizzo can win top pop performance, yes. when I think she would probably describe herself as a rapper still. Yeah. Uh, maybe the categories don't make any sense. Yeah. Maybe. But as you and I have already said, uh, the don't, we don't consider the Grammys to be awards at all. No. Anyway, congratulations on your win. Yes. You win a free game of Mario Party. <laughs> All the stars Can't are wait yours. To redeem that one. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the Transformers franchise is getting a reboot with two films in the works. Okay. Did we need this? We did. Really? Bumblebee was a failure. Yeah, now, that's true. From what I understand, it was probably the best and most entertaining of all Transformers movies to date. Mm-hmm. I guess depending on what you're looking for. If you like robot robots humping things and uh, Mountain Dew machines coming to life, then not for you. But it was a uh, reimagining that did not succeed and therefore they need to re-reimagine it because we're Paramount Pictures and we're we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. We're in a lot of trouble. I guess so. We need help. Uh, And we don't want Shia LaBeouf in these things anymore. Is that basically what we're... He doesn't want to do these things anymore. Yeah. He's an artiste. Yeah. He's an artiste now. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, No comment though. (laughs) Come on, you grew up on some Even Stevens. Uh, I did like Even Stevens. You got me there. Um, I, I I did like that show, uh, maybe in spite of myself. Um, but he's kind of, maybe he always was. He's he's kind of cocky. So uh, not, <laughs> and I know a lot of actors are, but some of them hide it better than others, or it just suits them. I I just think he comes across as. I don't, I'm a little smug, you know. I just, I don't, I don't know. As an adult, I'm just not a big fan of his. Do you like his antics, like putting a bag on his head and he, he says he's not famous anymore? Or it's like, I'm going to watch all of my movies, all 36 hours of them back to back and film myself doing it. That's just silly, you know, like, okay. Or having sure. his, I don't think it's Times Square because he can't afford that real estate, but he's got his installation in. Manhattan on some street corner he's got a uh, camera that's always rolling and then that's so weird and a microphone so anybody can go on it and it broadcasts to the internet and it got taken over by you know right-wing trolls because of course course it did well before that it was just people singing snake eater into it so I mean what do you want yeah okay I mean I guess that's kind of fun um the idea is probably kind of make art all the time right right all that art's not going to bring your finger back let's keep talking about (laughs) Other reboots of different movies. Uh, we've got more information about the old Batman film, which is uh, now filming, oh, starring, yeah. of course, Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. who was in it as Batman. Yes. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle. Paul Dano will be playing the oh, Edward Nashton, who Edward Enigma was not good enough. Yeah. What? Why? Why change the last? Name? Anyway, he's the Riddler. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Wright will be playing James Gordon. John Turturro will be playing uh, mob boss Carmine Falcone. Peter Sarsgaard will be playing Gil Coulson, and I kind of feel like Gil Coulson is just Harvey Dent, right? Oh, maybe he's Gotham DA. Okay. Why are you just? 
just create buzz. Yeah. Why bother with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, I agree. Dog and Pony Show. Uh, James Law or Jamie maybe Lawson uh, will be mayoral candidate Bella Rial. Okay. Again, I I think they're kind of messing with us. Andy Circus is Alfred. That's right. Andy Circus is Alfred. And here's That's the best the part. One that just Except for the fact that he's four nine, you put him in lifts. He is such a talented performer and um, impressionist and accent guy. He will be d- definitely like the best Alfred. Okay. Like, watch your ass, Fair. old guy from the OnStar commercials. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that he is so such a good actor. People forget that because he's just a monkey all the time. That's true. Uh, That's true. He's gonna Fair. blow it away. You'll yeah. be like this guy. Where'd they get this guy? Time Time Machine from. Uh, Old Tottenham or something. Right, <laughs> right. And then, uh, of course, Colin Farrell will be Oswald Cobblepot. Which is, um, I'm interested to see his performance, honestly, because I'm interested I'm to not. see what you're not. No. Why? We, you, we, we both like him in our own ways. Uh, I, I think largely because of Yorgos Lanthimos. Lanthimos films, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, before that, no, thank you. I think that he has, I think when you trick him into not acting, he's good. Mm. But I can just see him going, okay, I got to get ready for that. I'm, I'm the penguin. Ooh, I was just, oh, should I squawk? And I'm going to do this. And like, oh, and the, oh, the guy has a Cockney accent in, in the video games. He'd be like, oh, I'm the penguin. Wah, 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 wah. It's going to be like, come on. You think it's going to be like his bullseye and Daredevil? Yes. yes. Okay. A big swing or like all of Alexander. Yeah. Just warm okay. it up. Okay. Six runs. All right. I was trying to, because he's cricket, right? Not yeah, baseball. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope. That that we're wrong about that. <laughs> Me too. Because uh, I'd like to see him do a good penguin. Uh, you know, m- very different from Danny DeVito and like s- in stature and stuff like that. So, <laughs> like, I'm not sure how they're going to. Well, make- you did perfect casting already. Yeah. And uh, Danny wants too much money now because right. he's a big producer and he's been on this TV show for 15 years. Exactly. Um, remember when this was going to be a small film? It's going to oh, be the small, Batman. toned down. It's going to focus on the de- de- detective, the Dark Knight detective. I, honestly, I don't remember, remember them that? saying that, but I, now I they, believe now you. Now they've crammed five villains and like six other supporting characters. Right? <laughs> this is this, they, they have a lot of people starring and these are, in this. Not all of them, but these are relatively big names. These aren't going to be people like... Uh, Help me out. Uh, Lando Calrissian. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like Billy D. Williams, you know, they cast... Uh, then in like the first movie mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm the DA. Uh, we're working on it with like the, okay, when we go in the future, you get to be right, right, Two-Face. Right. Right. Oh, nope. Sorry. Uh, let's get get that guy from the helicopter movie in here. Yeah. He somebody more famous. Yeah. Everybody's going to need like their hook. Yes. And you're going to get the post credit scene where it's like, well, I guess this penguin's got flippers for days or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Not good. <laughs> Do you? I think, think it's quickly uh, a good like uh, and everything in Hollywood. A good idea is quickly being swarmed by notes. Do you think that this is going to ruin Robert Pattinson's career? Twilight, Twilight didn't I, ruin his career. I know, I know. No, he'll be fine. Okay. Do you I think would like he to see continue- another Safdie Brothers movie. Yeah, I was going to say. Him. Do you think he'll continue doing artsy stuff after this? When he's got time. Yeah. Okay. Talk about another reboot. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they're going to reboot Green Hornet. Again, huh? Yeah, uh, I guess again. they weren't very satisfied with the last time. Yeah, former Marvel Studios COO Michael Helfand is behind the project, 
it is not at this point connected to any studio. So this is being developed oh, okay. um, by Amazia Pictures. And as far as I know, I don't know if they've got a distribution deal or who's paying for this thing, but they're going to try to do Green Hornet again. Okay. Um, I don't think I saw it when Seth Green was like attached to it. No. And I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't like what I saw of the boys. But I think that Evan Goldberg and Seth uh, Rogen. That's a good. That's a good niche for them. Sure. Taking yeah, the yeah, superhero yeah. thing that's already ready for parody and is all set to go. Um, and people that like it, like I get why they like it. Yeah. Green Hornet. It's just. It's so weird, and it's so. It. It would be like if uh, a superhero was a uh, Victrola repair salesman or something like that. You know, he fixed wind up record players, and he's like, "I got to get out there. The the citizens of the night call me or whatever." Okay. Uh-huh. How do you update that? Yeah, that's Britt hard Reed, to update. The alter ego of Green Hornet is like a, a newspaper. Uh, he's like Clark Kent, basically. Oh, okay, so then you... But you, he's never, as far as I know, I don't know, there's probably been reboots of the comic or Dynamite's done something, but there's he's never been... Like Clark, Clark Kent was, was a TV anchor in the in the 70s, yeah, because yeah, of course yeah. he was. Yeah. Uh, and now I guess he writes, uh, Clark Kent writes like top 10 skincare tips or something like right, that. Right, he works when, for like uh, BuzzFeed News or something Yeah, like when Metallo was around. Yeah. Uh, so like, but like Britt Reid's just never been... No, no, he... I don't. He, I think he owns a newspaper. I'm not even sure if he writes oh. articles. So then, would he be like the face of like, um, you know, like Facebook or some other oh, like social God. media like thing? You know, that like, would be really tough. Yeah, but that'd be. I bet that was the pitch. That would be a it's good really update, tight. though. Yeah, <laughs> would be good. How well, do you make a character like that a good guy? Okay, fair. He's fair. the Jonathan Price in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. I know. He's got to get exclusive broadcast rights for 99 years in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this guy who thinks he's got that Kevin Feige juice is uh, throwing throwing down. Well, good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a, a uh, not an easy sell, We'll We'll see. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the Lost Boys reboot, the TV show that they're doing, has gotten a pilot order from the CW. Okay, CW kind of makes sense. Um, I have yet to see the original film. You've I never seen never Lost seen Boys? It. No. I never have. Well, I'll tell you this. Huh. Are you enjoying those maggots? Look down. You're eating maggots. What the freaking <laughs> hell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's about being gay. Yeah, okay. A lot, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No. Uh, I just think that, like, a lot of people's favorite uh, Brat Pack vampire movie from the 80s is about <laughs> being gay and they don't like realize. It's like people who are like, man, I love uh, Freddy 2, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, right, so great. Right. And it's like, I mean, that movie that's about like a guy who's struggling with his sexuality? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay. Okay. Like I said before. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to check it out sometime. Maybe mm-hmm. you had better. Ooh. Do you know that Joel Cohen is working on a version of Macbeth? We'll star Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. Now I'll have to look up this actress. I'm not sure <laughs> if she's ever worked with these people before, but Okay, interesting. Is his brother not working on it? It's just him? They don't have to do everything together. Well, I guess. This is his wife's ego project, isn't it? I mean, she gets to play Lady, Lady Macbeth. Macbeth. Who doesn't want to play Lady Macbeth? Yeah. Um I, I don't. Well, Actually, you know what? I do. When are you casting? 
Wow. Wow. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure you will. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I've i never... <laughs> I guess it'd be interesting to see Shakespeare done by a Coen brother. Um, I'm sure it'll be plenty bloody. Um, it reminds me gruesome. of... Uh, what was it called? Eerie PA or whatever? Uh, Maura Tierney was in a... And I think James McAvoy were in a tragic comic... Okay. Uh, quirky version of Macbeth where they ran a diner or something like that. And he was in charge of a diner. Was this on the BBC? No. Okay. It was a feature film, independent film. Oh. Um, I I don't recall that, but I believe you. I wouldn't expect you to. Okay. <laughs> so do you think this will be better than the... Uh, than the uh, Michael Fassbender one, your favorite. Oh yeah, you did I, not like that. I was not a fan of that. Um, I just wow, um, just didn't like it. I, I can't even put my finger on why exactly. I just well, what's it? How's it feel to be wrong? Yeah, well, whatever. Um, in the film, Pat, Maura Tierney, and Joe Mac Macbeth, James Lagrosse. Okay, it wasn't. Uh, wait, McAvoy. Here's Joe Macbeth. McAvoy was in some Macbeth one. Anyway, Scotland, PA. That's what it was. Oh, okay. It was called Scotland, PA. Yes. Why didn't you stop me when I said Erie, PA? And Erie was PA is like a, a Goosebumps Nickelodeon thing. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know what everything is. <laughs> yeah. You also didn't know uh, Three Doors Down, uh, Superman. Okay. All or right. Five for Fighting Scriptonite. Fine. And fine, you also fine, didn't fine. know that I switched those around and that was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think I saw the James McAvoy uh, Macbeth thing that you were talking about, and I think it's uh, a part of a BBC like mini series they did, like Shakespeare Untold, or yeah, 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 and I own it, and so yeah, I think congratulations, yeah. You know that Christopher Walken played Macduff in Scotland, PA, in two thousand one. No, all my pretty chickens and the damn (laughs) that scoop. Maybe not. Uh, what else is going on? Let's take a break and let's talk real fast yes. about the rhythm section. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't really have much to say. I haven't seen it. Um, oh, that's, honey, you're on the internet. That doesn't stop anything. Yeah, um, Blake Lively is in it. I think the one good thing that's going to come out of this is it's going to teach a lot of uh, a new generation of people how to spell rhythm. Um, <laughs> hey, it's a tough word. What's the history of that word? Doesn't yeah, matter. I don't know. Cost fifty million dollars. It's expected to make just under twenty million this weekend. Ooh, and so that's a big. That's flop. not good. Big flop. Yep. Yeah. And it is not getting good ratings. Fifty it's million at, dollars, really? It's it's a you know mid tier action movie. I guess Got a lot of cars blown up and stuff. Wow. Uh, it costs thirty. Or excuse me. It's at thirty three million dollars on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this is one that I had looked at and thought, I, I, I look, I might see a Blake Lively movie. It looks okay. Sure. Uh, probably not going to see it now. Right? right. I mean, I don't always trust like ratings, but uh, it just seems like, oh, okay. No, that was never going to work. And people are asking themselves, why? Why isn't this working? And here's a couple tips from me. First of okay. all, it sounds like a movie about a about music yeah about a drum line or something yes. like that it's misleading about yes. what it's about second of all Blake Lively is not a draw now you've never even heard of The Age of Adeline and it did okay no it doubled its budget and so that was in 2015 um, the her shark movie was weirdly like uh, highly rated like they thought what was it called I'm, I got some sharks 
I got some sharks. I don't know. It's not the Meg. It's something Sur- different. Sur- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that get on the phone with her agent right now. Okay. The Meg too. We got to bounce back from this. But when it comes right down to it, Blake Lively is not a draw. No, I I think you're right. And if I she mean, is a draw, it's when she is looking hot. Like right. I think a lot of people might have gone to see a shark movie because she's in a bikini the entire time. Right. But this whole thing is she's doing her. Uh, Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, give me this, uh, you know, I'm dying my hair black with a shag and then I've got, right. a, you know, somebody punch me in the face. And so right. that's kind of what made me want to go see it thinking like, okay, it's not about like glitz and glamour. It's like right. a gritty story, but apparently it's not very good. Okay. Remember that? Speaking of just too bad. being a spy, but yet nothing can, can dim your star. Remember when we saw The Gift, that Jessica Chastain movie? This was... Early on wow. in our association, she plays a, a Mossad agent who is oh, yeah, I do remember uh, hunting a Nazi yes. in uh, like the 70s in Berlin or something like yes. that, right? Yeah, and she, w- she, was, she had lots of disguises and stuff like that. Yeah, her disguises right? are, I've got a scarf on my head. I'm not somehow Jessica Chastain, the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. Uh, then there's also a parallel storyline in the future where Helen Mirren is getting chased around by... The fu- she's future uh, Chastain. Chastain, and yeah. then future evil guy is somebody you know. Gosh, I don't remember. Who was it? It wasn't uh. Ian McKellen. He already did the Nazi thing. I can't remember who it was. It was an older actor. Yeah. Or maybe they just aged up a Stellan Skarsgård or something uh-huh. like that. Remember that? Yes. No, no, you don't. Because <laughs> at the beginning of this, now you remember it? Well, I you, you talked about it, and I remember seeing it. Um, but I don't really remember a whole lot of what happened during it. So maybe I don't remember it that well. Um, I talked myself out of it. <laughs> maybe the gift wasn't a great title either. I well, don't know. probably not. But um, I do vaguely remember her sneaking around and uh, being a spy and stuff like that. Maybe it wasn't called the gift. The gift. What, what was it called? Um, can you type? Uh, type Jessica Chastain. Mossad, M O S S A D. Hold on. And I will continue. Jessica. The rest Chast- of the movie. No, no, no. We're going to continue the rest of the movie. Uh, can you believe that The Gift 2015, uh, the Jason Bateman movie uh, directed by Joel Edgerton, uh, has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes? Who is hacking Rotten Tomatoes for Joel Edgerton? Tell I, me right now. I, I don't know. And why, um, why didn't they save uh, that other movie you did? What? It's called The Debt. The Debt. Well, I consider giving a- gifts to be a debt. It came out in 2010. Yes, 2010. Uh, let's see. TikTok. Uh, all right. Take a chance, you stupid hoe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gwen Stefani. Calm down. It's Gwen Stefani. Yeah. What you waiting yeah. for? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, no, seriously. This is Tom dead Wilkinson. Dead. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Love him. Love yeah. him. Yeah. I love him. Next story, Netflix can't be stopped. They're turning One Piece into a live action series. Oh my gosh, please stop. Please, please stop Joji, Netflix. Clock. It's time to stop. Um, I don't care for their live action anime that they've done so far. I've never seen One Piece, but I understand that it is a long running. I think it's still going. Like is it's this very the one popular? What's the one with the kid in the hat? One piece. That's one piece. What's Fruits Basket? Fruits Basket is a um, a story that is about the uh, Chinese Whoa. or East Asian uh, zodiac, oh. and there is this family. There's a curse on them, and they wow. turn into the animals from the zodiac. This is our manga expert. 
delivering. I I I love that that series. What? I've watched it. Nothing I've read can it. stop them, except if the producers of this or I. At this point, I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's a lot of different manga or anime studios in Japan. Right. But there's they all go through Viz, right? Probably a lot of them. So this them. is just Viz giving away at high price or low price the distribution rights or development rights for uh, I guess properties. you're right. right. Yes. Yes. So they need to be stopped. It isn't Netflix. Netflix is just doing what Netflix does. A dog is going to eat yes. poop when it finds it. Right. We've got to stop Viz from selling these things to the lowest or highest bidder. I, I did not. I watched the Bleach film uh, that, that they was did. Japanese produced. Oh, was it? Okay. I, yeah, they I were did... all, they weren't speaking English. Well, that's true. <laughs> Um, I, that's true. I mean, I guess that was, that was better. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but it, it was, you know, it was okay. Um, I did not watch the English Death Note because why would I? I watched the Japanese one and <laughs> that was you great. you love Death Note? Yeah, but I watched the, the, the Japanese one and it was great. It was it's, everything you needed. Yeah. And what I love today is that I don't know if it's just arrogance or ethnocentrism or what. But it launched a thousand think pieces. Mm. I think at that point we were all in love with Netflix still. I think we all felt like Netflix couldn't do any wrong. Mm. So when yeah. they ported Death Note over here and they cast uh, Devin Sawa or whoever Look it was yeah. uh, in uh, the main role and totally changed the story and changed what the story meant and ignored the cultural context and also set it in Chicago or whatever. Right. We're all like, what? what's the what's is the spirit is the essence somehow not here can netflix but what no you don't understand this is the first act of a 300 act play where netflix just violates bodily the entire output of japanese manga and, and anime yeah yeah no i agree with you and there's no now it's just a joke like there are no think pieces anymore there's just they're gonna do cowboy bebop Great with fifty-year-old John Cho. He's forty-eight <laughs> or something. We looked it up last time. But yeah, but still, he's he's, he's he's not. Yeah, I mean, we we joke about Elliot Gould. Just cast Elliot Gould at this point. I, I know. <laughs> Go with John Cho. I know. Um, or Elliot Elliot Gould's like grandkid or something like that. I don't know. Um, maybe he's got the floppy hair. I don't know. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about Elliot Gould's hair. No, he, uh, first of all, if. Think about Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. D- does she straighten her hair, do you think? Oh, I don't know. She's always had, like, maybe curly hair, but it seems like she's got straight hair, right? Mm-hmm. So you put that together with Elliot Gould, wh- mm-hmm. what do you come up with? Oh, boy. Kinky hair? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> wow, I'm not a hair expert. No, but you go to a salon, so you know more than I do. Wow. Okay. Um... Uh, less curly hair. Okay. All right. I hate shows that Google things, but uh, this is, come on. We're at this point now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's their son, Jason Gould. He's got long curly hair. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like stiff. It wouldn't stand up on its own. No. Here, let's check this out. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. He got the, uh, got the mom nose though. Huh? Uh, that's right, how right. we set him apart. That's <laughs> ironic. Let's talk about Amazon, who has said in a statement, a financial statement, that they have 150 million Prime members around the world. Now, okay. if you pretend like I do that only America exists, that is half of America 
is our prime customers. Yeah. And wow. we, the other half should be scared. Yeah. Because we're, right? we're coming for them. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of people. Um, I, you know, I guess I'm not that surprised because Amazon's so dang convenient. So, you know. Is it? I feel like it is. Is it convenient to be staring out of the window yeah. 10 times a day because you're sure that they're going to leave it on the porch of somebody oh, else? I and know. And they won't even be there when you get there? I know. Yeah. I know. They're unreliable. So yeah. Okay. Whatever. I do like, this is just, I feel like a Roman senator <laughs> at this point, you know, eating oh uh, toasted songbirds, you know, and throwing up and coming back for more. Gross. Um, when you return stuff, they have eliminated the need for a box for small to medium sized items. Okay. So it used to be I would order a piece of sound equipment for the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, use it a little bit, realize that it's broken because it was probably not good quality uh, or it's just excessive and I don't need it. And so I'm going to send it back. Um for a restocking fee or no, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And you do, you put it in the box. Uh, you print up a label that goes inside the box and also on the outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And then you tape it up. You yep. bring it to UPS or whatever. They have a partnership with them. Yeah. Now, no box required. You just go in, drop it on their thing. At you have UPS. a code that you scan like you're picking up your movie tickets. And I guess they do the boxing. And how did that work out for you? Did that work out great or... I dropped it on the thing, I scanned the thing, and I walked out. Okay. It works great. All right. But my point is, I feel like at this point, when I say, when I get something and it doesn't work or it's the wrong size or whatever, and they go, well, write your return reason here or whatever, they never ever really say, uh, no, that's not good enough. It's basically like, like if you take something back to Target, as long mm-hmm. as it's not on fire you know mm-hmm. or the box is missing they're like whatever because it's worth us worth our um retaining you as a customer mm-hmm. and i feel like at this point they were just they, they really do own everything because before yeah. it seemed important put it in the box make sure the label's on because if we don't want this to get misrouted and when it gets to our facility we want to be able to scan it to the right place and all these steps made it feel like well i'm helping you out mm-hmm. i feel like they've just dropped the pretense now and they're like we're an octopus. We're everywhere. It doesn't matter. Throw it up in the air and a drone will catch it. And <laughs> that's our next step. I guess. See what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm worried. Uh, all right. I mean, well, maybe we should be worried. Okay. Well, Bernie in 2020. Okay. Uh, here's another, <laughs> another CEO we can feel bad for. The oh, CEO boy. of Hulu has stepped down. Because Hulu is not really even a thing anymore, is it? Not really. <laughs> yeah, Randy Freer is the CEO of Hulu, and Hulu is being uh, 100% basically folded into the Disney uh, thing at this point. They've had a of controlling instant, uh, uh, interest for a long time. Um, no word on it just being canceled completely and everything becoming Disney+. Plus. But right. yeah, when you take a company and you're stripping it for parts and the CEO is gone, um, and that we will not be replacing him. Uh, that's that's a bad sign for the company. Yes, that is a bad sign. And yeah. if I worked at Hulu, I'd be looking for other places to work. Everybody that works at Hulu will now be reporting to Disney. And yeah, look for um, some guys uh, strung up, taking the letters off the outside of the building. Right. Uh, putting new ones on pretty soon, yeah, I would think. Exactly. Uh, I want to just mention real fast for people who care <laughs> that Wizards of the Coast, the company that owns uh, a lot of stuff. Yes, a lot of. They still uh, own. They owned Hasbro for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they own anymore. It's been a while. Anyway, the point is, is that they own a lot of role playing stuff. Yes, they're based in Austin, and they are teaming up with some uh, ex Bioware developers. Okay, uh, these are the people that make 
Baldur's Gate, Dragon Age, Neverwinter Nights, sure. uh, all that good stuff. Um, actually, I'm not sure that these guys made it this far, but Mass Effect is a game of theirs and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, Bioware. Uh, they're teaming up with them to create a sci-fi RPG. Okay, that sounds promising. Yeah. Uh, that could be a lot of fun. Um, I think that's a good team up. Uh, I think that if it, this company famously made, uh, these are the guys that made Knights of the Old Republic, uh, the RPG. If it was a license, we'd know about it, right? Mm, so yeah. I don't think it's going to be, they're work, secretly working on a Star Wars thing. I see. Although a lot of people are like. Speculating Could that. this be like Knights of the Old Republic 3? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, you know, you get a lot of um, talented people together. And if they make a schmites of their old schmishmoblick, <laughs> that could be good, too. Yeah. That's kind of what Mass Effect sort of started off as. It was like, let's make like a Star Wars thing, but it's like not Star Wars. Right. And uh, yeah, I think that could be, could be good. And <laughs> for our last story. Oh, I wanted to mention real fast. Uh, guess who was added to the Loki show on oh, Disney Plus? Oh, I heard about this. Uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then, of course, they, like, I think what you're doing right now, they had to uh, reference the fact that Tom Hiddleston did an Owen Wilson uh, impression like three years ago. And it was, he was asked to do Owen Wilson as Loki. You gave me a great idea. Yeah. And the, the geniuses that make this stuff mm -hmm. must have had this idea first. But if 50% of the Loki show isn't Tom Hiddleston dressing up like the master of disguise and becoming other people, then I quit. That would be fantastic. Right? Yes. He could transform to look like anybody. Yes. I know they have like Chris Evans on set when he becomes Captain America. Right, right, right. But they don't even need any to mic him at all because Tom Hiddleston could just loop it, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, it's big Captain America, you know, like it's just, he could do it. He could totally do so, it. I don't. We don't even know what the show's gonna be, but like week to week, I want to see him going around and being like, "What is this velvet?" You know, and he's just like doing these different characters, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta get to the, the, the bank today or whatever." And, you know, just being different people. Yeah, I would love he's that. He's coming up, and he's like, "Oh, I am the Russian bear." I do you want to do one? <laughs> Mine aren't very good. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Wow. So like, what if he's just like. Owen Wilson is in the show and then Loki knocks him out and like he He's has to be like Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. But Owen Wilson's still playing Owen yeah. Wilson. <laughs> that would be fun. He got two Owen Wilsons running around. Yeah, right. that would be fun. And his costumes like are not that great. Like it's just Tom Hiddleston, but like in a, like a huge broken nose, you know, and like a shaggy wig. Yes. But he's like, you guys, look, it's not even me. He's like, wow, I'm totally me. What are you talking about? <laughs> That would be really entertaining. You're my I wife. Think. <laughs> it's like, no, I think that, this is this is the one. Yeah, that's my idea. I like it. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Whatever. <laughs> Jerry, Imelda Staunton will be playing the queen for the last season of The Crown. Yes, uh, and this is something actually that was speculated um, months ago. When By you? No, no. Some news care. sources, perhaps it was not... Um, Reputable news sources, but um, <laughs> there was a rumor going around that this was w what was going to happen. It was back when uh, season three of The Crown had just come out uh, with, of course, Olivia Coleman playing the titular role. Um, and, uh, you know, whoever broke the story was like, well, this is not official, blah, 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 blah. But now it seems like, okay, now it's official. Like, Olivia Coleman and the cast of season three will be back for season four. And then 
Um, we'll watch her morph. Right. Like a Michael Jackson video into a Melda Staunton. Yes, for season five. Which, yes. um, a good choice. There's a lot of people it could have been. They could have called up, uh, yeah. what's her name? Judy Dancher, you know, whatever. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's done, already played the character. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good choice. Um, I think it was a good choice. Yeah, too. they went and found somebody that's great, but uh, hasn't done this before. So I like it. Here's the last story. Mm-hmm. This is the squirrel. Okay. We always save uh, the, 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 the weirdest, most unbelievable story for yes. the end of the news. Yes. It turns out that if you know anything about the movie Doolittle, and I'm oh going boy. to slightly spoil the end of Doolittle. It'll be so out of context, it won't matter at all. But okay. here's the spoiler. At the end of the movie Doolittle, mm-hmm. there's a dragon. Because apparently he can walk and talk with the fictional animals as well as the real animals. Okay. Sure, why not? Yeah. And he has to help the dragon get a pair of bagpipes out of its butt, I think. Wow. The dragon, the dragon ate some bagpipes. And so, and so Robert Downey Jr. Farts. has to reach into, oh, yeah, I bet it probably yeah. makes, yeah. Right? He has to reach into a dragon's asshole and pull out bagpipes. And then he does. And then John Cena, who's playing an animal, says, Dream- teamwork makes dreams work, which is not even the right quote. That's the end of Doolittle. Well, it wow. turns out that. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has been doing a postmortem on the film, which, again, wow, this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work <laughs> over like, why Death Note failed to connect with Rome? Did the... Shut up. Right. Uh, but anyway, they're doing it. And the reason being is that, uh, you know, uh, I think Seth Rogen like worked on it. Uh, oh, Chris McKay, a Lego Batman guy, had worked on it. Um, you know, A lot the, of people worked on the it. The guy that directed uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. The, okay. I think that's the Michael Bay one, or is it the animated one? The one in 2014, the animated okay. one. Uh, all were connected to it, you know, all consulted on it. Turns out that that idea came from Robert Downey Jr. What? It's so random. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Why? No Why? One, no one knows. Uh, apparently, he and his reps declined to comment for the story. <laughs> Why? Why? Why decline to comment? <laughs> When you when this you thing exists, when this thing exists because of you, you are absolutely an executive producer on it, and you are stand to make four or five points off the back end. Like you are invested, then you're basically just a writer. Like a producer can come on right. and go, "Why don't you do that?" So here's a producer who has a fake wound on his head and is in a dumb jacket, and he's like, "What if I pull bagpipes out of a dragon's ass?" And they're like, "Great, Bobby, let's let's roll." I I. I, I have no words. Like, like literally, why would you think, why would you come up with this idea? And then why would you, like, not comment on it? Like. What, what like, would you say? I don't know. <laughs> what can you say? I had a that dream. doesn't involve. And the dream was I was going to pull bagpipes out of a dragon's ass. Right. What? I don't know. In between this and Cats and maybe uh, the rhythm section, we've had a couple high profile things where. All you had to do was just let one person in there, not even a child, an innocent child, just one dude off the street and go, what do you think? And they go, no. And you go, all right. Right? $20 million or $200 million saved. Right. I know they focus group these things, but what are they? Why are the people maybe who see they, it? Maybe they don't see the end part because they don't want to ruin it. Are we but... all? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that specific moment. But any part up to that where they go, do you like that? Do you like the part where Chris Robin, uh, Robinson, Chris Robinson, 
actress Craig Robertson uh, plays a squirrel who's really mad and is yelling at everybody. Do you like that? And they go, no. And then <laughs> somebody spilled Coke on the computer. So it goes, yes. <laughs> why, why do we find ourselves in this situation? I don't know. This is uh, this is just it's, it's bizarre. I, I didn't think we would be here today talking about something like this. Well, wait till Doolittle 2 when he ends up playing a piano out of a... <sighs> Pumpback whale or something like that. I'm running out of uh, orifices. Yeah. Wow. Pumpback whale. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of an animal that would have a piano. He goes underwater in the movie and talks to creatures underwater. Because of course he does. And at at this point, it's just you have an X Men ability, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's in the world of the story. It's just a skill to learn to talk to animals who apparently all speak the same language. Right. And then he has a child. I guess we're doing more than little spoilers here, but he has a child. You know, a ward or a companion who also begins to learn to speak to animals. Oh, so it's a skill you can learn. I thought he was just gifted and like this was something. And a little too powerful. Yeah. Ooh. Now there's going to be two of them (laughs) Dr. Doolittle and Dr. Doolittler. (laughs) Up down got its hustlers. Bowery got his bumps. Forty Second Street got Big Jim a Walker here. Bull shooting son of a gun. Hating on Superman. I'm not. Wow. Why don't you tug on his cape? Wow. While you're at it, unbelievable. I was thinking about this, and I got. Probably a bad way. I should probably say this for the end, but it's amazing. You ever watch uh, that Mitchell and Webb look? Um, I think I've seen a little bit of it, but not a whole lot. You should watch, all, everyone should watch all of it. Um, because when you, when I wake up on Sunday morning and I go through my news feed and I see 14 stories about the amazingly unfunny things they're doing on SNL every week. Yeah. You go, wow, what happened? Yeah, I know. TV comedy is dead, dead, dead. Mm-hmm. And th- these guys, th- these guys are good. Uh, uh, the state was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kids in the hall is good. All yep. the, of these people are so good at what they do. They come in immediately. They understand the tropes of TV comedy, and then if they're lucky, sorry, the state, uh, they go on long enough to begin subverting those exact yeah. tropes. Sure. So Mitchell and Weblook have characters that come back, but they keep coming back, and like Number Wang just gets weirder and weirder as they go, and they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Or um, the Peter Serafinovich show. Sure did this as well, where they'd have like, you know, the robot talk show host. It's basically the same sort of riff every time, but it starts to sort of evolve. Uh, He doesn't jump out of the screen or anything, but like, (laughs) and that's like the Mitchell Webb Webb look did that because they had like your typical, like their opening scene is, uh, you know, are we the baddies? Like that's the first, right away they get that. Well, and they're they're the guys who did Peep Show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which went on probably a little too long, but. Yeah, it's uh, funny stuff. Yeah, but they kept finding ways to sort of make that fresh. And so. Yeah, um, they had a sketch called Angel Summoner and the BMX Bandit. And it okay. posits the superhero team where one character is this bearded Gandalf-looking guy who can like summon angels to do his bidding. Okay. And the other is like a radical kid on a BMX bike. He's doing flips. <laughs> it's over the course of the episode they keep, you know, cutting back to their sketch or whatever. Uh they have to like, okay, uh, BMX bandit, the hostages are on the boat and the terrorists are all around. What do we do? He's like, 
Well, I tell you what I'll do. I'll do a kickflip over here, then I'll ramp up on there, and I'll knock one of the guns out of their hands. What about you? I just thought I'd let my angels take care of everything. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, angels take care of everything, and then the B of X man, it's like, mm. it's kind of pouty because he didn't get to do anything. That's for me is like the perfect example and send up of the character that's just way too powerful for this yes. setting and this premise. Yes, the overpowered character. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a great example. But you think it's Superman? Well, um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, yes, yes, I do. I do think it is Superman. Um, he just, um, you know, he's super strong. He's super smart. Like you said, he has he has really good hearing. He can literally eye laser you if he wants. Are we talking um, pre or po- post crisis, Superman? Oh boy, uh, because post crisis, yeah, nineteen eighty five was crisis, and nineteen eighty six, I guess they specifically went in and um, changed up a lot of the characters, you know. So okay, except except for. Did Batman get a change up? I guess this is when Dark Knight Returns was going on. Okay, sure. And all that stuff. Or, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, so George Perez took on Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, gave her a new sort of origin, um, and then John Byrne got Superman. Mm-hmm. And so Superman is like, now we're only like a couple years away from his coming out to the world. You know, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, you've seen this with uh, New 52, you know what I mean? Sure. Like they do this all the time. But so, you know, two last week he could move the moon out of its orbit. Yeah. This week, if a bullet hits him, he's like, oh, I better be careful. Uh, they like okay. seriously depowered him. Okay. So I guess I'm thinking, you know, specifically of before that, like, like <laughs> they, before they depowered him. And like, <laughs> when he, it's like, oh no, uh, Lois's uh, uh, spine was crushed in this accident. I'll read all the medical journals super right. fast. Now I can operate on her and fix right. her. It's like, well, isn't your new job just fixing everybody's <laughs> spines yeah. who can't walk? What isn't in like what which of the Superman movies is it where like Okay, he, like, you leave the Superman movies alone. Where he like turns back time. It's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, how can you do that? Yeah, and the second one though, he rips the S off his chest and throws it at a guy and it's like saran wrap and it gets him. <laughs> Falls right down. Oh man. Yeah. I just like he he's He's incredibly powerful, and but I love I love that his alter ego is like, well, I'm going to be this bumbling buffoon so that nobody in the right minds. Is a buffoon glasses. like a dumb baboon? Oh well, I don't know. Maybe I meant baboon, but um, but like the he, baboon with a dunce cap on. We yeah, got the art. There you go. We got it. Um, but. You know, he he's, like, bumbling and, like, kind of a coward and, like, you know, um, somebody that Lois wouldn't really be interested in. No, because women uh, hate the uh, 98-pound weakling. Apparently. Even though Clark Kent is 6'5 and thick as a tree trunk. I know. I know, right? <laughs> like, underneath that suit. It's, it's just like, glass wow. in his, in his g- g- glasses is just straining out. Like, he's... He's a large guy already. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to talk about Superman a little later in this segment. Let's okay. save that. But um, are there any specific characters that you can think of that really rile you from a perspective of you know being overpowered or, or what have you? Um. Yes. And okay. So I'm going to start with one that we've seen a lot of 
in recent years. Uh, but I'm going to say uh, Thanos because... Um, what, okay, hold on now. We're talking about like helicopter Thanos or like, what, what do we mean? Hostess well, Pie ad Thanos? Well, I or mean, are you talking MCU Thanos? Well, I'm talking like MCU Thanos. Like... He's he's got all the 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 gemstones and like gemstones. The, not the, he's got not the gemstones. He's but... got tourmaline. Okay, he's got... <laughs> you you know what I mean. Um, and like he's like he he's so powerful. He can literally at the beginning of Endgame he destroys them. Um, and like I didn't even know that that was possible, but and but so you, you know, think that... I I think if we. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had those films, you know. There, right, but you wouldn't be those movies. Right, but you're saying around. that he's a Mary Sue, and Infinity War is just a, a story about a overpowered, in this case, bad guy instead of hero, just steamrolling everybody. And then even when at the end, when the good guys is we're doing it now, we're just doing yeah, Gary yeah. Stu, uh, who has a lightning axe kills him he's still like but i've got a trap card and he right. still gets away and, and succeeds and you're yeah. like well why did i watch this two and a half hour movie if there was just no chance of stopping him right me too i hate that's why everybody hates infinity war so much <laughs> well okay but like they 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 managed to um collect all the infinity stones got it there not gemstones and uh you know go back in time and do it and like reset and then different movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Thanos from a different timeline comes to like ruin their day, so you just can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> He's like a bad penny. Yeah, keeps turning up. Yeah, which I have no idea what that means. But um, just something that Chris Claremont writes into all his X Men scripts. <laughs> uh, could be I could be just gaslit by Chris Claremont all these years. Is that an actual expression? I don't know. It reminds I, well, me I of mean, the but penny those are two different Batman's parts. cave. <laughs> It's like the petty plunderer. He keeps yes. turning up. Old chum. Uh, but that's just, that's t- it's two different characters. Yeah, but I feel like it's like the same character in a lot of ways. They're literally two different characters. I guess. I uh, guess. So what, I'm like, what, the, for all these characters that we bring up, I want to talk about, without going through like the specific tropes of, you know, they're the coolest and they get, they can do whatever they want because it mm-hmm. comes in a lot of forms. But why? Yeah. Why does this person, in your in your opinion, wreck this story that they're in? Because I would argue that it's only chapter one of a good story. Here's a good story: somebody does something, and it makes somebody else do something in return. Mm-hmm. There's your story. Yeah, I guess. And so, like, if the first part of this story is this California raisin jacked California raisin dude comes yeah. in and messes everything up, it makes our heroes go, "Well, we're gonna mess it up." And then our Gary Stu, Tony Stark, is like, no, I got a cool thing on my glove you didn't know about that can, like, pick the gems off of your glove. And then it goes, whoop, 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 and puts them on my glove. I know. That I happened mean, really fast. There's right? your Gary Stu right there, I right? So, <laughs> in addition to weapon building, Tony also has mad, like, close-up magic skills. <laughs> which would, yeah. I think would fit that character, but we never see, like, planning in the beginning. He pulls a something out of his daughter's ear right, or something right, like right. that. And she's like, that's sleight of hand. And he's like, yeah, well, it works on other kids. <laughs> there, I wrote your movie for you. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I just think that, like, he, like, how are, you know, in the beginning, it's like, well, how are we going to beat this guy? And, and like, even in the second movie, 
Like, they had to come up with a ridiculous time-traveling plan in order to beat this guy. No, <laughs> they beat him by cutting his head off. I don't know if you get yeah, it. I don't know if you get what we're doing. Let me do mine. All right. Check this out. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dominic Toretto. I have no idea who that is. If I ever get through it without laughing, maybe it'll work. Wow. If you were getting a corona, not a coronavirus, I got family. The guy from The Fast and the Furious is I got it. I got it. We didn't talk about that trailer. No. Here's my response. Wow, I really loved the trailer for Fast 9. I can't wait for the trailer from Fast 10. I know, because that's all you That's you my. Do. That's the only engagement I have with these movies, yeah. is their crazy trailers, although I feel like I know the entire story, and it's a really big deal that Han is back for some reason, even though he got shot in the face and his car blew up. Jason Statham don't killed him, right? Me. Yeah, don't look at me. Anyway, I haven't watched any of them. And then if Paul Walker's... I don't even know the character's name. If Paul Walker's wife is back, then where's Paul Walker? Right. Here's what I think. I think Cena kills... Paul Walker off screen or not, you know, they use his brother. So right, right, back right. of his head or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. And that's why his real brother kills his real brother. Do right. you know what I mean? Not yep. all blood is family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. really invested in these trailers. I know you are. I love these trailers. Yes. He can do anything. It doesn't matter. The br- bridge breaks. So he hooks a rope onto his car mm-hmm. and then he swings his car off a cliff Presumably to land on another cliff or, or land on the magnet yeah, plane. Yeah, it was or really ridiculous. Yeah, none of it makes any sense. No, he and Jason Statham crash their cars into each other at 100 miles an hour to a dead stop. They just open up their doors and walk out of their cars and then hit each other in the face with giant wrenches. Yep. None of it makes any sense. I don't know why it's compelling to people. He'll never fail. And here's why. There's a little bit of meta in this is that that is Vin Diesel. He's the producer on these films as well. And the star, he's made sure there's actually you can um, there's some article or video I saw talks about the calculus. Maybe it's more algebra of the fights in these in these movies. He's not allowed to like be, you know, knocked down or hit or something like that. When there's another star like the rock, he and the rock feuded a lot on the set. When they hit each other, they each have to get like a point. So it's like. You punch me in the face. And I go, oh. And then I kick you in the balls. You go, oh. And then that's we both get one. And that equation has to be balanced at zero by the end of the fight. Okay. So when I watch this trailer and I see like 12 guys just curb stomping him, I'm like, oh, did he allow that? Because it's like, now this is important drama. (laughs) Right. They've got my daughter or whatever. Right. So it's like, no, I can take 12 guys. I I just, they don't interest me at all for these reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just going to be a guy that used to steal TV, uh, DVD TV combos or whatever, uh, now is flying, just flying in a car like it's a GTA mod. Right. <laughs> Am I supposed to care? Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, it's it's hard to care for a character that can just do no wrong. His his daughter's like, the next movie is like, Daddy, I, I got leukemia. Hold on, hold on. Right, puts the wheel on the daughter's. Oh my god! Here's the leukemia. Comes right out of her. Oh come on! Just in a mess on the wall. (laughs) He could do anything. Yeah. Because of cars. Yeah. Because of cars. When is there going to be a Mad Max, uh, Fast Furious uh, crossover? Oh boy, I don't know. It'd have to be way in the future. It didn't have to be canon. Just say like you know the gas wars hit. You know Trump second Trump term, gas wars hit. Ten years later, he's paint crow's feet. 
or just take the makeup off and let his real coat crispy come through. Wow. And then he's like, I'm in the desert. And then he's like going up against Max Rokitansky. They got to team up. Sure. I just created a billion dollars, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to spend $500 million to get that billion dollars. But... <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, you can have that one for free. Uh, any other examples of stuff that you... <laughs> Okay, so I have a, I guess I have a, a clarifying question for you. Because I thought we were going to talk about like overpowered characters, and then we would also talk about Mary Sue's. Like they're not necessarily the same. Oh, thing. Well, however you want to do it, because I, I was looking for. I mean, we can talk about over, overpowered characters all all day long. I want to talk about like the ones that don't that, work. That oh, that bother me. Yeah, because mm. just your in your example, looking look at Phase Three of the MCU. You chock-a-block overpowered characters. Yeah. From Thanos to Captain Marvel, a character that you literally have to kick out of the movie because she would just wreck it. No, you're right. There'd be no movie. Yeah. Even like a Doctor Strange, for example, yeah. proves himself to be easily one of the most powerful characters. Well, but he's a guy who... Captain Marvel, and this is cheesy because we don't actually see any of this. Maybe we will in the future. But Captain Marvel, like, is because she has so much power, this is a Superman thing. She can hear somebody getting beat up on Arcturus or whatever. So she's mm. got a lot of planets on her beat. Right. Maybe your little thing isn't the biggest deal right now. Well, and she's same thing with Dr. Strange. Line in that. Like he yeah. knows that like Thanos and all the infinity stones are a problem, but he's got a lot, he's got to keep the dark dimension from sending Cthulhu bots to us. And he's got all kinds of things. So he can't be doing things all the time. There's no explanation for Quicksilver. <laughs> Quicksilver should just fix everything, right? Like, there's no... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the way that they take him out of the X-Men movies is, like, the cheesiest thing every time. It's like, oh, I slipped. I stepped on a nail. I oh, know. Oh, no, I can't I run. Know. Walk on your hands. It would still be faster than any runner, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. His crawl would... <laughs> just crawling, you know, alarm. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's just... Well, so so my next one up for overpowered that I had is is related to that. It's the Flash because like he can go super duper fast. He can like travel in time. Um, I mean, yeah, he can. He can like fix anything, you know. Really, if he just he just needs to go fast enough. If it's just like an equation, he has to figure out like, well, well, if this is here and and this is there, then I need to do this, and you know, he's like. He's very sciencey and like you know, um, he he loves science and so he can like figure all that stuff <laughs> this out. This guy and... just loves science. <laughs> I never got why. Um, I'm gonna show my lack of familiarity, I guess, with DC characters. Okay. But I never got why Wally West. Oh. Like why, I get that what? there's a Flash family. Yeah. I get they all bring something to it, and it's it's a legacy that they pass on. But Barry Allen, uh, a criminologist, right? Yes. A forensic guy. Yes. Hit by a bolt of lightning, chemicals. Yeah. Wally West, forensics guy, <laughs> CSI, lightning bolt. It's just literally the same character, but he's yeah. Kid Flash, right? And then yeah, later yeah, on, yeah. Barry Allen, you know, quote unquote, dies. And then, like, now you're the Flash, but it's just, like, the same character, only he's a little more irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of annoying. You're absolutely it? right. And they find ways, I think, in the story in that, you know, if he's super fast, but he's fighting super fast bad guys. Yeah. Then it cancels each other out. Yeah, that's true. So if he's going to run all the way around the world, like, you know, chasing Professor Zoom or something like that, I mean, yeah. it kind of takes him out of whatever they're doing. But it doesn't. It doesn't explain why there's any crime at all in 
Central City, right? which, whichever city the fl- this Flash is in. Right. Um, yeah, there should be no crime. He should, like, catch everybody before any crime is even committed. Like, he should hear the bad guys, like, <laughs> okay, plotting. Right, but maybe oh, you're thinking he's just running by a window. I guess. So you're saying you want a fla- Flash-based police state. <laughs> Yes. Maybe yes, he read 1984 and he's like, ooh, uh, maybe I'll take the night off. I'll take Iris out. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I think another thing they do is that he's still human. So, yeah. Um, the flat, you know, biologically, he's already gone way past what any amount of steroids or whatever could give you. He's literally being powered by this otherworldly force, but it doesn't necessarily change who he is fundamentally biologically. So he can only process things mm-hmm. to, to a certain degree right which probably fluctuates depending on his connection to the speed force oh no a uh, uh, brainiac luthor hybrid is going to take over the earth suddenly i'm really connected to the speed force you right know, like uh like the literal force which i mean let's face it like where'd they get it from yeah uh you know suddenly like oh no in my time of need i've got this great power but then later on i'm just kind of like chasing buses or something like that <laughs> like a dog yeah i can see the problem yeah. i agree yeah how about you sherlock holmes oh boy yeah i could see that sherlock holmes and all of his derivatives yeah uh it's just not i like a lot of the sherlock stories the original ones mainly because he doesn't just because he knows what's going to happen doesn't um reduce any of the danger or give True. him the perpetrator and the evidence in many Sherlock stories, somebody will come in, say, oh, you must help me, Mr. Holmes. I have got this. And he's like, hmm, well, I think I know what it is, but come with me, Watson. And they'll go check a couple things out. Yeah. Collect evidence. And then it'll turn out that he knew what it was. He figured it out in the drawing room, but he needed right. to get the pieces together to prove it. Right. Or he, there's a couple things he was not sure on, and then they get the information, and then eventually they, and then they have like a gunfight with like hussars or something like that. It gets wild sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, they're pretty good, but it doesn't make him not a Gary Stu, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. What all adaptations of him miss is that bit of fallibility, is that bit of, I think I'm pretty good. And he's like, I think this is what it is. It's like, but we got to put our hats on and we got to go out and find out if I'm right or not. I have to know that I'm right about this. Right, before I say anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, House would be a great example of a character which they just abuse the hell out of yeah. that thing. Yes. I know he's. it's baked in that he's a jerk. Right. But nobody can, nobody's ever right. Nobody can ever get the last word in. Nobody is ever right and he's wrong. Uh, and it isn't until the very end of the series that they really start to explore like how this has totally destroyed his life, <laughs> like, right. just living like this. Yeah. Uh, it, it you know, and I really like that show too. Yeah. But yeah, you just kind of roll your eyes. It's it, like, come on, he's just right about everything. Right. Right. How how can any one person be right about everything? Or the BBC Sherlock. Yeah. That gets yeah. old real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of that. And then he's like hallucinating, and the, um, and but at the, but yeah. he's still he's figuring things out in his hallucination. He's like, well, uh, isn't that what it is? You're right. You're inside your brain. Congratulations. That's that's a show. <laughs> um, I think I, I I really enjoyed the first season, and then as the seasons progressed, I enjoyed them a little bit less as they went on. Yeah, you know, it's it's I, I it's a little too bad. Um, I did not, and is this part of the books where, like, Watson marries somebody who turns out to be a psychopath? Uh, he marries Mary, 
Um, and Mary uh, Watson. And I don't think that she's just She's fine. just a person. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bothered by that because he's a smart guy and Sherlock should have also just should have known because he knows everything, right? So he should have known that. But she's supposed to be like some savvy spy herself. Well, he was dead, quote unquote, um, for a lot of their courtship. That's true. That's true. Okay. And plus, Fair. they have this thing where this is something I really hate about this or any like bad novel. Like his disorder is what makes him super powered, right? Yeah. So him learning to be more personable and be a friend to Watson and all this means that his his he's turning the dial his down on his powers. Is, yeah. So like a, a secret agent or whatever she was could like sneak through. Otherwise, yeah, he just goes home and Google's her and he's like, no, you got to get rid of her. <laughs> right? Anybody um, else? Yeah. Um, speaking of Death Note, uh, Light from Death Note, like he literally can write anybody's name down in this notebook. So you're literally... <laughs> and, and they die. Right, but... <laughs> okay, that's literally that's power, I guess. Why don't right? you say Jesus? <laughs> I don't like this Jesus character. Um, but isn't it more interesting that he, b- both him and L, yes, ha- who L, based off of Sherlock Holmes, yeah, um, can do all these things where it's like, but you thought I was, th- but I am this, yeah, and they're right, they're always right. thinking fifty steps ahead. I so am that the mastermind. All the cops are here, and yes. it's like. But it was, oh, wait, no, no, I, I you thought I was over here, but right, I'm over there. And right. That's what gets me about, uh, can't we just always one stop step a plane from cla- crashing like yeah. in the L movie? Right now, right? Because <laughs> no. like, they're always one Not step ahead of each other. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's that's a little bit too much power. I have a sheer power one. Yeah? No one man should have all this power. What's that? Uh, Peter Petrelli from Heroes. I never really watched Heroes Heroic. is just X. It's Bobo X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Peter Petrelli has uh, like Rogue or like uh, Sink was a character that didn't survive very long in, in X Men, where he can copy somebody's powers. He can mimic somebody's oh, powers. Okay, okay. But I'm, he doesn't have to like be within proximity. He just keeps them. So once he meets you, oh, he's got your powers. Great. Then the bad guy named Siler eats people's brains. And he gets their power. So whenever we run into a character Gross. that's not played by an actor that you know whose name is above the credits or whatever, you're like, well, he's going to eat them and take their power. And so by the end of the, the second season of the show, you have these two guys with like a list of 50 powers that they're just throwing at each other. Plus, Peter can copy all of Sandler's powers when they're next to each other. And it's just powers, powers, powers. I need my powers. He's got my powers. Got my, oh, my, my gosh. Powers. It's too much powers. Yeah, it's a lot of powers. It's a lot of powers. Um. So I have a separate list of Mary Sue. <laughs> Let's go through your Mary Sue list. Okay. Since that was, I guess what we're supposed to be doing. I, I don't know. Um, Harry Potter, uh, who's well, yeah. just like the hugest. But he doesn't have power, though. He's just given things by everyone. I, yeah, Everybody goes, I know. oh, shit, it's Harry Potter. Take all this shit that's going to help you later. But also Hermione, because like she's super freaking smart. And she uses... And a, black. In, in the place she, no she was always supposed to be black oh really <laughs> that's, that's not woke, clear woke jk Whoa, whatever it's like that's what kinky hair means it means black oh my goodness stop um but she <laughs> not has, to elliot gould's kid go ahead okay but she has like the the, the time turner in one of the books one of the books it's right <laughs> yeah so where does it go and why can't she use it out of her again but like she can like go back in time and time travel and like study and you know I mean she doesn't use it for nefarious reasons but she totally could. Yeah, but 
that's only one book and doesn't she she starts to she starts to get like worn out right like because she's studying yeah, so much cause she's doing too much yeah i mean i think like that's human I, it's not like she's just got the time turner and can she can study all day long okay. it's not a problem yeah like, I mean, I see what you're saying. As, as much as and i haven't read the books but as much as i imagine that jk really bothers to go into the effects of these things it seems like ultimately the idea is don't do, do that. that yeah i suppose you're, you're, you're right. pretty smart you got yeah. it yeah uh james bond yeah, James Bond's pretty bad. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's like super suave. He, he's he got all these gadgets. Uh, he drives the fancy cars. All the ladies love him. This is, I have a theory. It's not really a theory. Um, and I'm sure somebody else came up with it and has done it better. But the James Bond in the films is just an attempt to sell stuff, right? He's just a commercial for Heineken oh, beer. Probably. And a lot of that came from the depiction of him. By Sean Connery as this, you know, smooth rogue. Suave, yeah. Yeah. And also, let's sell vodka. Because the Bond in the books is a lot grittier and a lot kind of um, slapdash and kind of um, catch as catch can and all okay. those sure. <laughs> cliches. Yeah, like, yeah. he's good. He's a pretty good spy. He's probably a better killer than he is an actual spy. And then he kind of, like, not bumbles, but kind of gets thrown into a situation and sort of, like, has to fight out however he can. And then he's like, oh, I'm nuclear missiles. We got to take care of this. Like, he's not just like, oh, thank you. So you, the, the movies, he's I more never of listened a... to the Beatles without earmuffs on. Or yeah, whatever. okay. The movies, he's more of a Gary Stu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he's uh, parasailing over that uh, Arctic tidal wave. Yeah, there's there's nothing he can't do, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I got I got two more. Okay. Um, Bella Swan from Twilight. She, she you're just... really you're really chipping away at, at the base of my premise here because I agree with you, but she's not she has no power. She's literally That's just true. somebody who everyone fights over. She has no power, but like everybody loves her. Ed, yeah, Edward loves her. The bad guys want to bite her because they love her or eat her up or whatever. Right, right, right. Her friends love her. Uh, everybody loves her. Yeah. And she literally does nothing. Jacob loves her. And yeah. she just stands there and goes. I know. She doesn't do anything. You're right. She doesn't do anything, but everybody loves her. So maybe that's not like the yeah. best example. Yeah. <laughs> and then one you mentioned earlier, Ray Skywalker. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. She lives in a world where a, a, a trick of blood you know, a number of midichlorians can make you into a Mary Sue. You know I what know, I mean? But I she's know. a character who we see from the beginning has... Uh, Luke, uh, okay, he farms moisture, which means that his hands don't even get dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's thrown into this thing and then he's got to like climb vines in the swamp. And he, But from the beginning, we see like this is a very capable person. Yes. And then that capable person also finds out that she has a genetic destiny that gives her access to an all-powerful energy field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't really... I don't really fault her for that. No, no. Every every movie has her doing push-ups in it, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I'm fine when true. she does stuff. It's whatever. Yeah. All right. Hey. Yes. What about Martian Manhunter? Oh, that's a good one. This is a, an example of a character who's so powerful, they just, he never shows up. They, they, have, they write him, him out of everything. Yeah. Because yeah. he can do everything that Superman does. Right. Plus, he's telepathic. He can turn himself invisible. He, he has, can phase himself. Yeah, he can pass through things. He can. He's got Martian vision. Check that out. 
I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. yeah. And then he can, he can get big or small. He can turn into other people. He can do yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he can perfectly mimic like a different voice. There's not a lot. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. What if <laughs> what if he pretended to be Lex Luthor and he told all his henchmen to go home? <laughs> Take the day off. <laughs> then what does he do? Uh, nobody ever tries that. No. Uh, so that yeah, he's a character who I, I dearly love, but it just doesn't show up in anything. Because what, what do you do? There's just no way that's to challenge a, him. That's a good point. Fire. He's scared of fire. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Great. And I like Wonder Woman's kind of like that too. She is. Um, but Wonder Woman is like this is Wonder Woman works for the same reason that the Doctor works. Mm. Who's also also a Mary. Remember Sue. when the Doctor remembers that he's telepathic? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> like almost every plot that he's involved in could be all the whodunits. He's just like, hold on. He's the killer. Like, let's get out of here. <laughs> he just forgets that he's telepathic. Yeah. But they have specific rules and, and guidelines that they live their lives by. True. You know what I mean? So they can't do things. Wonder Woman has people that she's sworn to protect. She's got, you know, oaths to the gods. She's got all these things that control her behavior. You know, Batman is had not made it on this list yet somehow, but yeah. that's another great example. Yeah. And the doctor's like that too. He's constrained. He understands all these things. He has access and powers in all these realms, but he understands that all these realms are guided by principles and laws and things that can't be violated. And there's going right. to be hell to pay if they are. Well, and, and, and the, the ones that he, uh, holds to the most are the ones that regard time. And because he is a time traveler, he's like, you know, you, you can't go back in time and meet yourself. You can't, you, there's certain things you can't do because it will will rip a hole in space time. And we've, you know, we've seen, I guess, well, we've seen cracks in time before and stuff like that. So or to make that one lady shoot herself for no reason. Oh my God. That was horrible. <laughs> it was weird. There, there, yeah. Sometimes things happen in Doctor Who and you're like, why couldn't he have prevented that? You know? He's sorry. Oh, he's so sorry. He's really sorry. Oh, my goodness. There, You can tell stories about powerful characters. You can tell stories about omnipotent characters. Like, look at Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. We know that, like, like Morpheus is the dream guy. But he yeah. is shown to do so many other things. He is shown to the gods fear the endless. Mm-hmm. And it's given to him. He sends a lady to hell for 10,000 years. You know what I mean? He yeah. fights demons. He can do whatever he wants to. And yet you can create a world and a story where that character or characters that he cares about, you know, or the things that he protects or has to protect in his role are threatened in some way. And then you want to you want to square that. You take him, you take a character like Lucifer, who Dream tells Matthew is like much, much more powerful than he is. Mm -hmm. And you take that character and you give him a 70 issue series where he's tangling with things and he's can do just about anything but there are things that he's allowed to do and things that he's not allowed to do right and what happens if you're one of the most powerful beings in the universe but every like angel in the world and god himself is like against you yeah i mean you're kind of off you got to a, a tough start road to hoe yeah exactly <laughs> plus you gotta run that bar <laughs> And be really sexy. I mean, we've all seen the show. I'm talking about the show. Oh I'm talking about goodness. the show Lucifer right now. Right. That's right. what I'm talking about. So hot. Gosh. Wow. Anybody else? Uh, no, I don't have anybody else. How is that possible? I have one more. Okay. Monica Rambo. Oh, boy. Captain Marvel. Here we go. Yep. Sorry. Photon. Yeah. Sorry. Spectrum. 
whatever she's sorry right now f- f- fruit bat fruit bat sorry uh whatever she is yeah oh, whoa um she was somebody who <laughs> there was no this is like the heyday of early 80s avengers um you know hercules is on the team uh black knight was this a U.S. agent? Was Cap? Did Cap have a country at this point? I can't remember. I don't know. The point is, is that she was a. Uh, she's part of the Avengers. She's can turn into any kind of energy. That's pretty powerful. Any kind of energy. Yeah. So you got this character who, like, for instance, um, there's a storyline where uh, Thanos is gone or missing or he's dead. Sure. And um, this is about the time that Nebula, uh, as we know her now. Uh, shows up and claims that she is Thanos's granddaughter, and everybody's like, "Shut up, whatever." And so she tries to take over his uh, ship, the Sanctuary Two. So the Sanctuary Two is f- drifting slowly towards our solar system. We don't want that here, Thanos on it or not. It's a ship right. of death. So Monica Rambeau, the only Avenger that can fly at the speed of light or faster, is like, "I'll take care of it." And they're like, "Okay, fine." Wow. Hercules is just going to eat hot dogs and I guess wait for her to come back. Uh, she flies faster than the speed of light out past Pluto to meet the ship. Then the ship's there, but it's like shields are raised. This is like the most powerful ship in the galaxy. And she's like, it's got radio antennas, right? I'm going to turn myself into radio waves because it wants to pick up radio signals, right? So she turns into radio waves. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> it jumps onto the antenna and then is able to like transmit herself through the ship's radio into the ship. Weird. This character is really, really weird. It's too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. But and eventually they got her because uh, she was fighting, um, I think, one of the creatures in Atlantis attacks or something like that. And she turned into like electricity. Uh, but of course, seawater is conductive. And so she ended up spreading herself out across like the entire ocean and sort of like lost cohesion. Whoa. Whoa. Until she reappeared later in a much less powerful form, because that's what we do to powerful female characters. Right? Take their power away. Right, Ms. Marvel? Oh, my God. Right, Rogue? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And Lois Lane. Lois Lane? Why Lois Lane? She literally controls the most powerful man in the DC <laughs> universe. You're funny. Let's talk about that man. Let's talk that, about his first that, appearance. That Superman? Let's talk about the first time that the people behind the comics said, let's create a character that will just... Ruin every story. You can't tell a good story about him. God knows there's never been a good Superman story. Right. These are all your comments. I'm writing them. Reading no, them off this list no, here. they're not my comments. Stop uh, it. Simon and Schuster's uh, Superman. Yes. Action Comics number one from 1938. Yeah. So it's a collection of different comics. Yeah. I mean, comics so- back then were just like you know 40 pages of like different stories. Yeah. So it starts off with Superman. I believe Superman is first, and it tells you very briefly the origins of superman like he his dad sent him in a rocket to earth and like he was sent there and like somebody passed by and they brought the baby to an orphanage or something like that and it's like uh and then we skip forward to him being uh an adult and look his physical structure is millions of years more advanced than ours i know right (laughs) And like as a baby, just, he's like lifting a chair, and right. they're just like, "What? This kid can lift a chair? <laughs> Call the JLA. Sorry, the JSA. Did I say Simon before? I meant Siegel. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they give you in this first page, actually in like one panel, they do the 
Grant Morrison thing. You know, it's like, here it is. Baby come from another planet. Yes. The end. Exactly. They give you a little more and they explain his powers. Here's what we know. Here are his powers. He can leap 20 stories tall. Yes. He can lift weights that other men can't. Yes. He can run faster than a train. Yes. And only a bursting shell, like an artillery shell, has a chance of hurting him. Yes. That's all we know. That is all we know. And Fast he is, forward. Yes. 49 years later, mm-hmm. he's pushing the moon out of its orbit. I know. So they can have a picnic. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the tide will go up. I, I know. 50 years later, he's back to, ooh, ow, ooh, careful, not hurt. <laughs> That's what John Byrne did. Yeah. Well, like, I think it's interesting because he's got his classic um, outfit that we know is Superman. He's got a yellow S, but otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was, he was, his costume was based off of uh, Circus Strongman. That actually makes sense. Yeah. And then um, somebody. I can see that. Was uh, like, it, somebody's it, like, it was either Siegel or Schuster or, yeah, or, yeah, or somebody around the office is like, that a cape, it looks better when he's flying through the air. Which it does. Yeah. Um, he does something. So, so Lois is around. Yes. And, and they oh, you're both... going right into it. Oh, should I not? I just wanted to say first that at this point in the 30s, like we got sci-fi. Uh, we have the sci-fi. But it's not just like nowadays in comics, here's something that happened. Superboy from another universe, that's our universe, went crazy and killed a bunch of people. So oh, Superman great. and the old Superman from this comic book, who are two different people, Flew him through a red star so they'd lose all their powers, land on a planet, and had a fist fight with each other. And it's just like, that's in like two and a half pages that happens. Whoa. So people weren't able to swallow that back then. So there's two panels at the bottom of the first page, which are like, how does he How does he do it? You, you know how ants can lift a lot of things? Right. You know how yeah. grasshoppers yeah. can jump? All right, we're done. Let's move on. That's <laughs> like, that's the entire explanation yeah. for why this crazy man can do these things. Yeah. yeah. And then begins... A reverse crime spree. Yes. He commits a lot of crimes to stop crime. Y- yes. The first time we see him, he's got a woman that he's kidnapped and bound with him. Yes. <laughs> and and at first I thought he was saving her from someone. No. But he just like leaves her and then like he like goes to see, is it the mayor or the governor? Is the, I think it's the mayor. Yeah, something like that. And, no, the governor would have uh, power over execution, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, he, like... Breaks into the governor's house. Yes. And <laughs> then they're at, like, this is his sleeping chamber. They say something weird, like, it's not his bedroom. Right. And, and it's, like, it's a steel door, and it's locked. You'll never be able to get through that. And he's, like, <laughs> He just, like, crashes through, but he's, like... You need to save this woman. Bender, you can't bend wood. I know that, and you know that, but this door looks pretty stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then he's like, you need to save this lady. She's innocent. Here's the proof. Blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of uh, sign a contract for your life. Uh, Here's the documents that will get you off. Uh, A lot of stuff like that back then. Yeah. In storytelling. But- because that's how things worked in the 30s. But it's so weird that, You like, just come up to a man and go, well, I've got this contract that says that that's actually my wife. Oh, well, bye, honey. <laughs> you made me very happy. Well, and, like, it just, like, he, like, bound and gagged a lady. I know she was a murderer, but... <laughs> Apparently. But I, hope so. I hope you got those documents from somebody reputable. Right? So, yeah. so he saves the one lady from getting electrocuted, and then, like, this is the real murderess right here. Right. And then, like, 
So he works for this newspaper and the Daily Star, the Daily Star, not the um, what Daily Planet, which I think it became the Daily Planet pretty quick. Like, I think it was a Daily Planet in the radio show. Oh, which okay. was only a couple years later. Right. But traditionally, when they make this um, the classic uh, Earth Prime or Earth Two Superman or whatever he is, he works at the Daily Star. Oh, OK. Um, and Lois works there, too. Uh, and yeah, she like, writes uh, like she, she said sob stories. So yeah. I don't know if it's like a fiction part or if she's just doing like a Lonely Hearts column or something like that. Right. Or, yeah. Right. It's not a it's not journalism. No, she's a lady. It's not. Yeah. I but know. she is. She's creating. She's writing. That's right. She's not like a stenographer. No. Uh, and like his boss is like, I want you to follow this Superman character. Yeah, but right after that, somebody calls with a hot tip. Hey, we got a wife beating down the road. I know. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'm going to turn into Superman for this. So he and runs I'm... down to 211 Court Avenue. Yes. And there's literally like a prostrate woman and a guy. I'm just going to assume he was in a wife beater with a belt like yeah, raised up. And it's like I know. kids. And the lady's like. <laughs> passed out <laughs> and he's Just all, like mommy and daddy oh my god oh my and, god and like so he like beats the crap out of the yeah guy. he says you're not fighting a woman now yeah right and <laughs> then like Wonder Woman. and then like actually it's not is it hmm who came out first wonder woman or, or, or superman dc knowledge oh, I got it would think it was continue superman. on your anyways um he I guess brought his change of clothes with him because he's like, well, I don't want people to know that Superman was here. So I'm going to put this on and, uh, you know, then they won't ask me questions or something. I don't know. But then he was like, oh, I think Superman was here and I got here just a little while ago, but he left already and blah, blah, blah. You know what the result of that is? What? Clark Kent is the suspect in an assault, in a double assault. Yes. <laughs> There's just the civilian in this house where yes. the door is busted down. There's an unconscious woman, an unconscious man, both of them with obvious signs of trauma on them. Uh, Clark Kent is going to talk to the cops now, right? right? But we don't see that scene. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, and then, like, his boss from the paper, he wants to send him somewhere. And like, I think it's like, is it Central America or South America? Or yeah, something there's like something, that? yeah, going on uh, in, in South America. But. Instead of going on the assignment, he, do that. <laughs> he no. goes to Washington, D.C., and I have no idea why. He disobeys his boss's orders, and he goes to D.C., and he starts spying on a senator yeah. or, or, like, a lobbyist who's talking to a senator. Yeah, and he takes a picture of the two of them together, and it's like, oh. And then, like, overhears the senator being like, I told you never to talk to me in public. Come to my house at 830. Yeah, but you – yeah, but they uh, – that he he has to so he doesn't have super hearing at this point because remember he can jump high he's right really strong he's kind of bulletproof and he can run fast right. so he's basically hanging from their windowsill yes in, in like a downtown you know Manhattan like fiftieth floor apartment right, right right listening to their conversation and apparently the lobbyist wants uh, the uh, senator to approve this vote which will get them embroiled with Europe yeah. So I know this is 1938. 41 is when Wonder Woman came in, by the way. Okay. I know this is 1938, but is Superman like a Nazi apologist? Oh, gosh. Because remember, I hope not. a lot of like half of America was like, we don't want to, that's their business. We don't want to get into that. It's yeah. not important. It's not cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And the other half was like, ah, it's 
you know, my I got a Jewish cousin. Uh, he's not happy. Uh, right. Things are not great. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So, like, apparently this senator wants to join the war, and Superman is trying to stop this senator from getting us to join the war. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. How things change. Right. Uh, and he, like, he's really, like, almost abusive with this lobbyist guy. Yeah. Like, he, like, pulls his hand, but then the next panel, he's, like, holding him up. He's flying with him, holding his foot. flying. Is he just jumping from building to building? He can't fly. He can only jump. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. So, he jumps up onto power lines, and he's running on these power lines. And the guy's like, we'll get electrocuted. He's like, ah, birds do it. Don't worry about it. Right. And then he's, like, jumping from building to building, and he jumps off of a building. It's like Batman scare tactics. Yeah. I don't know why he's doing it to this guy, because he just, doesn't seem to want information. No. But he's he jumps from one building to another and he misses the building and that's when the story ends and probably picks up in uh, our, uh, Action Comics 2. Uh, we totally skipped the oh, yeah, you're right. Clark Kent Lois Lane date. Yeah, they go out on a date. Well, something that I really like about this is that these guys, a lot of stuff changes, but they knew who Superman, what Clark Kent was yes. from the beginning, which I think is cool. Like immediately they knew that He's okay. He's brash, but he's like a super powerful defender that can you can't stop. He can do whatever he wants. He's based in a lot of ways off of Philip Wiley's uh, novel Gladiator about a man who discovers that he has he's invulnerable and super strong, and mm-hmm. he becomes kind of an asshole and sure. like a like a tyrant. Um, but they decided no, this is a hero, but kind of that still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But they also know that it's important that when he's Clark Kent, he is a different person. You know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. he acts differently and he's a coward, basically. Yeah. And they really sell that because they have this scene where they go on this date. Yes. And they're dancing and, uh, you know, he's like, oh, will you listen? Like, he's kind of like, you get the feeling before he asked her out that he's asked her out a couple of times. Right. And I don't know why she said yes this time. But, but she did. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this one guy who's. Kind of a jerk. Named... They were mobbed up, right? Yeah, I think so. They were like a Dick Tracy type gang. Yeah. Um, but his name was like Butch. Sure. There you go. Right. <laughs> In the uh, 30s, Butch was the worst name. Yeah. Uh, and then he was like, I'm going to go step in and blah, blah, blah. And like, so he's like, hey, can I come step in? And like Clark's like, well, I don't really want you to He blah, says, blah, blah. this isn't a robber's dance. Now, yeah. that is an expression uh, call your grandma right now. Yeah. That has been lost to history. Yes. I don't know what that means. You can go on the internet. There's a couple theories. None of them are very believable. All I can say is in the form of most idioms, whatever kind of sounds the best. And it sounds like that's like. Well, you can't cut a in robber's on dance, dance is where, you know, you're allowed to come in and like cut in and yeah. ex- expect it or whatever. Right. But yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's kind of weird. Sorry, Action Comics. I don't know what that means. Uh. But he's like, oh, just dance with Lois. It'll be fine. And then Lois is not having no, any of she, it. Her man has to, like, step up for her. Yeah. So she's, like, really pissed at Clark. And she, like, slaps this guy across the face. Yeah. And then he starts beating up Clark. And he's like, come on, defend defend your woman. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, just like. What is this, Joker? Like, you put this character in a position. Like, what else is he going to do? I know. So he spitefully follows them. <laughs> Well, yeah, and she gets in a cab. Right. And then he and didn't then... have to follow the cab, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just did that. Maybe he just, his super senses told him that. Something I don't think bad Butch is going to give up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't have I, to go I know. along. I know. He happened. It's like Superman Returns. He was stalking her and then discovered a crime was going on. Right. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should talk about you on Netflix. It's, oh, it's a good show. Oh, jeez. What, um, what happens with Butch? Uh, so then Butch, like, he's driving the other car, and he runs the taxi into a ditch, basically. And then, like, makes her get into the car with him. Like, forcibly makes her get into the car. Yep. And With a bunch of thugs. Yeah. And it's like... Let's get this rape going. Yeah. Like, where is this light? Where is this leading? I know. <laughs> and then, like, Superman tries to stop him by standing in the middle of the road. He's like, oh, I'm going to run him over. And then he, because he's very. Uh, 20 stories. I know. He's very agile. So he just, like, jumps up on top of the roof of the car. Right. And they're just like, what? What the heck happened? And uh, <laughs> then he lifts the car on its side. Somehow knocks everybody out because I guess no one was wearing a seatbelt. Maybe seatbelts weren't invented yet. They weren't. Um, but he 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 somehow knocks Lois out too, and she's yeah, somehow she's okay. okay. Yeah, there's one guy in the foreground going ah. But yeah. Somehow, like this woman in a cocktail dress is she's all right. Yeah, and then he beats the crap out of the car. Yes. Like against some rocks. Yeah. So it's just it's done. It's totaled. Yeah. Which um, in 1938 that was mind-blowing yeah like many many young boys came when they read <laughs> that like that was a man could pick up a car yes and then in fury just dash it against some right. rocks right unbelievable yeah. enough to make one go like this i know which is used to be the guy on the cover of action comics now it's the guy in the uh i'll destroy this man's whole career again uh, you know, the, uh, and then i can't remember what is he does he just beat them up like yeah more or less i don't think it really it doesn't resolve <laughs> like right. he, i think he just beats them up maybe there's a panel where uh they're all tied up in a, in a pile and the cops show up but i no, i think he just sort of like beats them up smacks him around and that's yeah. that's it and then he flies lois home in her cocktail dress uh jumps but yes oh yeah sorry jumps <laughs> he jumps repeatedly and he like I think he like puts her down on the outskirts of like <laughs> of at town? this point he's being real secretive about his identity. Yeah. yeah. So even though he's trying to date a reporter. Right right. It's yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um Kryptonite didn't come about until uh like the early forties. Oh, okay. And it's it's funny because um Originally, uh, Siegel or Schuster, I, I can't remember which one, maybe Siegel, because he was the writer, right? He um, came up with this idea for Kryptonite, like which would weaken Superman. I think already they knew that they had a character who was just too powerful. And so yeah. they came up with an idea of um, a mineral from the planet Krypton uh, sure. that he was from originally that would take away his powers, but then also give those powers to whoever held the stone. Mm-hmm. And they eventually just uh, kind of cut that and didn't end up using that. But then uh, later in like the early 40s, uh, Bud Collier, the guy who played uh, Superman on the radio. Yeah. Because remember, you think that it's weird when like a Pokemon movie comes out uh, 10 years after Pokemon starts in Japan or whatever. Sure. They made a radio, a movies and a radio show four years after the debut of Superman as a character in the comic books. Right, right, right. Incredible turnaround. Uh, he wanted to take a vacation, <laughs> but the radio, the punishing schedule of the radio show and the popularity of it, they, yeah. yeah, they didn't want to stop doing it. So they're like, uh, we'll just say that like Superman is, you know, suffering the effects of this uh, kryptonite. And so he can't do Superman stuff. He's feeling stuff. sick. Yeah. And then ironically, that brought to the fore characters like Jimmy Olsen, who I believe was created for the radio 
show. Okay. Lois Lane, Perry White, who was created for the radio show, all the supporting characters sure. had to keep the story going while well, he was Bud on Collier vacation. was, you know, fun and son. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so it also sort of upped their quotient as well. Well, that's, that's, I think that's a win win, honestly. <laughs> I guess, yeah. For a magic rock that makes your hero not hero no more. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of silly in some ways, but it's, I'm I'm glad they created something. You know what I mean to make him more fallible and like, uh, like he's he's all powerful except when X Y Z happens. You know what I mean? So because I think it makes characters more interesting if they if they have an Achilles heel. You know why can't he just forget that he can do a bunch of stuff like you, the Doctor? Oh, you want him just to forget? I don't know. There's the that. Uh... Alex Ross, Paul Dini, right? Uh, the Spirit of Hope or whatever, that Superman mm-hmm. prestige format graphic novel they did. Yeah. Which is basically just a day in the life of Superman. And uh-huh. like every single moment is accounted for. I don't know if he even sleeps. Like he's flying icebergs to to the drought areas, you know, right. so that's happening. And then like the focal point of it is like he, I think, is it? No, that's the Batman one where he sees a kid with a gun. But there's something like that. Like mm-hmm. he sees some vulnerable, innocent Sure. And has this moment where he kind of slows down, but the rest of it is just like he goes to the cancer ward, not to cure cancer, just to like visit little Say kids who want to see kids. Superman. Yeah, yeah. Like he's every single moment he's doing something. Yeah, that's a way to do it. Or you can just have an increasing l- amount of guys that are more powerful than Superman. This guy destroyed Krypton. Did you know about that? Right. Oh no! Look out! Right. He's Zimzam. Oh boy! <laughs> then it's just it's just Dragon Ball at that point. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which, and I, you know, I like Dragon Ball. Yeah. I think Goku is probably an example of this character. Yeah, I I saw him mentioned on some lists I looked at online. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Um, what about Dr. Manhattan? Dr. Manhattan? Uh, I don't know. Do you know who Dr. Manhattan is? I don't think is? I know who Dr. Manhattan is. Blue Dong? Oh, yeah. And I know who Dr. Manhattan is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he just kind of, he's kind of moody, isn't he? <laughs> Like having that's a great that's a great trope though having a character who is extremely powerful, powerful all of our lives are in their hands yeah and they are crazy unstable emotionally unstable yeah 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 so um, that's why you know you can get away with that I think I think so yeah but that's why exactly. Superman is just so not that because he is not only is no. he he's not the gladiator he has all of these amazing powers and yet he is the purest most he's, good soul he is a boy scout on earth yeah yeah yeah. He's no angel summoner, though. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was fun. I feel powerful myself now. Yeah. I feel like I could do anything. Yes. Eat somebody's brain. Yes. Get their popcorn. <laughs> well, so dark so fast. I know. I was just going to tie a lady up and yeah. tell the governor that she killed somebody. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking, does does Taskmaster, would he be on this list too? Because he can just kind of like, he sees your power and then he just He's mortal over. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's annoying for, if you're a karate guy, to have him suddenly karate the same way sure. that you do. But yeah, you yeah, just... Yeah do something he's never seen before remember he has to survive you do your hot move and now he knows your hot move but he has to survive you doing the hot move in order to 
do whatever. Okay. Plus, he's he, can he remember all those things? Yeah, that's a great question. Like, how long does that his power? Well, I think ostensibly it lasts last. forever. But like, you forgot who Doctor Manhattan is. I know. And you how read Watchmen like <laughs> less than ten years I know. ago. I know. Uh, so yeah, maybe he <laughs> maybe he forgets the uh, Sailor Moon kick or something like that <laughs> right at the time that it would have helped him out. And yeah. So you know, he's just a person. Yeah. Okay. Or her. <laughs> right. Whatever the case may we'll be. We'll see. Yeah, we shall uh, see. Debate with us about that on social media, on Facebook and Twitter at Just Enough Trope. We have a Discord channel. The link is in the show notes. And we'd like you to join us and talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, everything we talked about. On, we even talked about literature. We did. And music. Mm-hmm. We touched them all, baby. <laughs> we hit for the cycle on this show. So keep keep the streak going and join us on Discord. It's all sports metaphor. We even do sports. Yes, we do. We. I am the one who is too powerful now. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, we're also uh, on all those streaming services that you know and you love. And find us, check us out there, subscribe to them, whichever one you use. Uh, you know what? Here's a fun thing. Call to action. Tell us which one you use. Yeah, there you go. And just like apropos of nothing you introduce yourself on social media but then tell us like where do you listen to the show yeah i mean i'm st- i'm still pulling things down from itunes yeah yeah but uh, there's so many other ones now. like soundcloud is supposedly now one of the biggest uh podcast hosts sure um so you know where do you where do you get the show mm-hmm. uh, let us know so we can reach other people better and give us a rating and a review because we'd really appreciate that uh, it helps more than you think it does mm-hmm. because it helps people who are checking out the show. Um, the The rating really helps the computer overlords that run all these things. And yes. they know who is uh, doing a good job and who gets to move up and uh, get uh, more exposed to other people. So, yeah, do that, man. Uh, give us five gemstones. Were you going with uh, like ge- like the Infinity I Gems? Did, I don't know what I was doing. I just totally You got blanked. Aquamarine? Yeah, I know. You got a topaz. I, I know. I totally blanked on Infinity Stones. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm really I'm running down now. We uh, got a Lapis Leslie. I know we got Yeah, that. there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're counting Malachite, all those. I don't know. Malachite. <laughs> we got, is this the second show in a row I'm going to mention schist? <laughs> it's not a gemstone. Uh, the mineral. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got mica. No. Um, <laughs> That's it. Just give us five stars instead so we don't have to talk about rocks. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about something completely different. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hanna. Keep the geek fires burning. I'm not that naive. I'm only blind. Wow. Right? What is happening right now?